Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, state of emergency in California as wildfires rage amid record-breaking temperatures. Stunning images tonight of flames engulfing neighborhoods. One tourist town in utter devastation. More than 14,000 firefighters battling two dozen major wildfires. One of them sparked by an explosive for a gender reveal picture. Hundreds of hikers trapped in a national forest airlifted to safety. We'll have the latest forecast on that dangerous heat wave and could a new tropical storm forming in the Atlantic make landfall in the U.S.? Protests across America. Tensions high in Portland tonight as supporters of President Trump stage a rally there. And Jacob Blake speaks from his hospital bed. It hurts to breathe. It hurts to sleep. The final stretch. Biden, Harris and Pence campaign in key swing states. And what the president said about a vaccine by Election Day. Large Labor Day gatherings, thousands celebrate the holiday, many ignoring social distancing as America sees the most air travel since the start of the pandemic. Putin's fiercest critic, who was poisoned, is out of a coma tonight, the latest on his condition. And finally, acts of kindness from a frequent flyer, making people smile when they need it most. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Chip Reed. We're going to begin tonight with those fires raging out of control in California. Firefighters are scrambling to contain at least two dozen large fires in the middle of a historic heat wave. More than two million acres have burned so far this year, making it the worst on record in California. And that's before the usual peak of the season. Hot, dry gusts are blowing tonight, whipping up blowtorch conditions. Over the weekend, more than 200 people had to be airlifted as a fire ripped through this campground. 
And just take a look at this tourist town tonight. Big Creek, nearly wiped out by the flames. And on this Labor Day, the 2020 presidential campaign is in full swing. A new CBS News battleground tracker poll shows Joe Biden leading the president in a national poll of likely voters. The president today also suggested a coronavirus vaccine could be ready by Election Day, despite several of his own top health officials saying that is unlikely. Meanwhile, the country is bracing for a potential surge of new COVID cases after mass gatherings over the weekend. We have a lot of news to get to with teams covering it all, but we want to begin tonight with those devastating wildfires. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti leads us off from Pine Ridge, California. Jonathan. Chef, this fire has become so destructible that we have been pushed back to this staging area along with backup fire crews. And for good reason, we traveled through much of this region earlier today and saw the flames and the destruction firsthand. Complete and utter devastation. At least half of the central California town of Big Creek obliterated. This video shows the nightmare as it unfolded, flames engulfing everything in sight, burning home after home in what was an idyllic community. That was before. And this is after. Ground Zero, where the Creek Fire got its name, and where today several neighborhoods have been reduced to rubble and ash. First responders are only now reaching this town. They still don't know if everyone made it out. There may be little hope for those who did not. These harrowing images have emerged of those who escaped as they drove through roaring flames. Fire also trapping hundreds at a nearby campground. Some like Dennis Drake dove into the lake. It's like, in my mind, I'm going, okay, are we going to die from the fire? Or are we going to die from drowning? He and others were finally airlifted to safety. This satellite view shows how dramatically and incredibly the Creek Fire exploded in size. California's fire season already seven times larger than normal. Two million acres have already burned. To put that in perspective, that's more than 10 times the size of New York City. The state also suffering unrelenting heat, 100 degrees in downtown San Francisco on Sunday, and in Woodland Hills, 121 degrees, the hottest temperature ever recorded in Los Angeles County. 80 miles east of L.A., this fire has forced thousands to evacuate. Authorities say it was caused by a smoke-generating device at a gender reveal. Back in California, Sierra, an almost eerie calm as the forest still burns. The town smolders and little is left behind. More than three dozen fires are burning out of control tonight, and this evening we're expecting more wind. Chip firefighters have their work cut out for them. Thank you, Jonathan. Now let's get more from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, any relief in sight for the West? Well, I'll say this much, Chip. There's going to be some relief from the heat. I mean, record-setting heat out there today, but it's going to be tougher tomorrow to fight the fires. I'll explain that right now. Record-setting heat. Every number here is a record, 120 today in Palm Springs. But tomorrow the winds kick in, and they're going to be gusting 40, maybe 50 miles per hour. The firefighters will have an even tougher time tomorrow, so the heat comes down a little bit, but the winds kick in. Now, on the opposite side of the coin here, we're talking by the time you get to Wednesday, some record-setting lows out there. Denver, Colorado. On the weekend, over the weekend, set a record at 101 degrees. By the time you get to Wednesday, Denver, you'll probably set a record at 29 degrees. And, and some folks will be closer, colder than that, 18 for Casper. But 
Factor in some moisture, and we are talking snow. Yeah, snow this time of the year. For Denver, I think there will be a little bit of snow right in Denver, but to the mountains outside of Denver, mountains outside of Cheyenne, we're talking the potential for a foot, maybe even a foot and a half of snow. And the weather story is not over there, as crazy as that sounds, right? Now I take you to the tropics. Uh, we've got Tropical Storm Renee. We have Tropical Storm Paulette. Renee just formed basically moments ago. We are on record-setting pace. The, the granddaddy hurricane season of, of them all was 2005. This storm, the R storm, has formed 11 days earlier than it did in 2005. Both the storms are pushing off to the northwest as of right now, not posing a, a huge risk to the uh, U.S., but we're just getting started with the peak of hurricane season. There will be more to come, Chip. Crazy weather. Thank you, Lonnie. Labor Day is the traditional start of the campaign season, and with just 57 days to go before Election Day, President Trump is blasting rival Joe Biden in personal terms, even as the White House braces for the release of former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen's new tell-all book. CBS's Ben Tracy begins our campaign coverage tonight at the White House. Ben. Chip, the president is facing new accusations tonight from his former personal attorney while also still denying that he called American war dead losers and suckers. And he claims there may be an October surprise, a vaccine by Election Day. During a contentious news conference on the front steps of the White House... You're going to have to take that off, please. How many feet are you away? President Trump criticized a reporter for wearing a mask and then went after Joe Biden. Biden's a stupid person. You know that. You're not going to write it. The president predicted a coronavirus vaccine could arrive just in time for Election Day, even though those working on the government's vaccine efforts have said that's unlikely. We're going to have a vaccine very soon, maybe even before a very special date. You know what date I'm talking about? The president is facing new accusations from his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen. In a new tell-all book distributed by Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS, Cohen writes that President Trump admires Vladimir Putin's ability to take over an entire nation and run it like it was his personal company. Cohen also claims Mr. Trump said, quote, I will never get the Hispanic vote. Like the blacks, they're too stupid to vote for Trump. They're not my people. Cohen warns President Trump will do anything to win in November. And I believe that includes um, manipulating the ballots. I believe that he would even go so far as to start a war in order to prevent himself from being removed from office. The White House calls Cohen a disgraced felon with no credibility. Ben Tracy, CBS News, the White House. I'm Ed O'Keefe in Washington. On this Labor Day, Joe Biden met with labor union members in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You're going to have the best friend labor's ever had in the White House. After the meeting, he was asked if he'd take a coronavirus vaccine if one becomes available this year. I would want to see what the scientists said. If I could get a vaccine tomorrow, I'd do it. It would cost me the election, I'd do it. We need a vaccine. His running mate, Kamala Harris, said Sunday that she wouldn't just trust President Trump's word on a vaccine. I will not take his word for it. He wants us to inject bleach. At the White House, the president said his opponents should apologize for raising doubts about a vaccine. And it's so dangerous for our country what they say, but the vaccine will be very safe and very effective. But a new CBS News Battleground tracker poll finds skepticism about a vaccine is on the rise. Nearly two-thirds of voters say that if one's released later this year, they'd think it was probably rushed without enough testing, rather than a scientific achievement that happened quickly. Campaigning in Wisconsin today, Harris met with the family of Kenosha, Wisconsin, shooting victim Jacob Blake. I mean, they're an incredible family. 
Today has been the busiest day of in-person campaigning so far for the Democratic ticket. Later this week, Biden heads to Michigan and back to Pennsylvania, while Harris heads to Florida. All three battleground states were won by President Trump back in 2016. Chip? Thanks, Ed. Tonight, the city of Portland is on edge as supporters of President Trump plan a Labor Day demonstration after more than 100 consecutive days of Black Lives Matter protests. It all comes after a weekend marked by more violence and clashes between police and protesters. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. Get back! We need room to work! Concern is rising in Portland tonight about the potential for violence for the third weekend in a row. Today, a caravan of Trump supporters gathered near the city as labor organizers and Black Lives Matter protesters plan to continue their demonstration. Last night saw a handful of arrests and a smaller crowd following a weekend of clashes between police and protesters. The cops are right here. They're rushing us. There are hundreds of people. When police used tear gas to disperse the crowd. Tear gas and some protesters threw firebombs. Don't drop and roll! Setting one demonstrator on fire. Look at me! This also comes after Rochester, New York had a peaceful night following days of unrest and protests. I'm out here because I want this to be a peaceful protest. I don't want the police to spray the young people. And in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Jacob Blake, now paralyzed from the waist down after being shot by police last month, sent a message of unity from his hospital bed. Please, I'm telling you, change our lives out there. We can stick together. Police here in Portland has been have been criticized for not intervening or declaring riots when counter-protesters who are armed come in to clash with protesters. Tonight, it's just wait and see who shows up. Chip? Thank you, Lilia. Now to the coronavirus pandemic. The worldwide death toll topped 890,000 today. The U.S. remains hardest hit with nearly 6.3 million cases and almost 190,000 deaths. There are concerns tonight about new spikes in cases after thousands ignored warnings to avoid large gatherings over Labor Day weekend. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. Americans are pushing COVID regulations to the brink this Labor Day holiday. In California alone, hordes of people crammed beaches and parks looking for relief from record-breaking heat. This Burning Man-themed party in San Francisco drew more than 1,000 people and was quickly condemned by the mayor who called it absolutely reckless and selfish, adding, you are putting people's lives at risk. It's a stark reminder of what's at stake as 26 states are reporting more new cases compared to two weeks ago. Hotspots like Florida hit yet another grim milestone, with coronavirus-related deaths now topping 12,000. Former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb fears holiday gatherings will spark another more dangerous spike in new cases than the one after Memorial Day weekend. We're heading into the fall and the winter when we would expect a respiratory pathogen like a coronavirus to start spreading more aggressively than it would in the summertime. This comes as many students return to school this week amid fears of the virus spreading and hope for a vaccine soon. The three leading drug makers now saying they'll pledge to not release any vaccines that do not follow rigorous efficacy and safety standards. In Asbury Park, New Jersey, the beach was at capacity. It looks like almost no one on the beach is wearing a mask. We'd like them to wear it, 
when they come up on the boardwalk, when they go into restaurants or go into restrooms. But when they're sitting on the beach, we don't require that. The beach-going season here usually ends today, but Asbury Park will continue to charge for beach access and keep lifeguards on until the end of September. Meanwhile, the TSA is reporting the highest number of air travelers this Labor Day weekend since March. Chip? Thank you, Nikki. Tonight, a surge of new COVID cases has made India the second hardest hit country in the world after the U.S. Meanwhile, Russia is making plans to begin mass vaccinations by the end of the year after its COVID vaccine got a shot in the arm from an international medical journal. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. Russia may have already claimed victory in the race for a vaccine when they launched theirs, named Sputnik, weeks ago. But this week they started the hard part, actually testing it on tens of thousands of volunteers. The initial trial only involved 76 people, but Britain's Lancet Medical Journal published research showing that the patients developed antibodies with no side effects. With COVID surging to surpass more than 27 million cases globally, a vaccine can't come quickly enough. India just clocked a one-day record of more than 90,000 cases, pushing total numbers past Brazil, second only to the U.S. Europe struggling, too. A resurgence has seen France hit its highest ever daily case figure, and the death toll has climbed to more than 30,000. In Spain, new cases have now soared higher than during the first peak. It's become the first European country to record more than half a million COVID infections. Each step to ease strict lockdown measures has only seen COVID come roaring back. The UK has been the hardest hit in Europe, and they just recorded the highest one-day case total since May. It's especially surging among young people. The health secretary urging them to be vigilant about social distancing, saying, don't kill your granny. Chip? Thanks, Charlie. Tonight, Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is coming out of a medically induced coma and is responsive, his doctors say. The critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin was poisoned last month with what officials call a military-grade nerve agent. He was flown to Germany after being treated in a Russian hospital. Today, Germany is threatening to cancel a joint pipeline project with Russia in retaliation. Serena Williams advanced to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open tennis tournament today. Williams rallied from behind and defeated Maria Sakkari. Williams turns 39 later this month and is going for her 24th Grand Slam title. And number one seed Novak Djokovic was fined $10,000 today for unsportsmanlike conduct on top of losing a quarter of a million dollars in prize money. He was bounced from the tournament on Sunday after losing his cool and smacking a ball behind him into a line judge's throat. She's okay, and he immediately apologized. An airport may be one of the last places you'd expect to find random acts of kindness, but CBS's Chris Van Cleve has the story of a frequent flyer who is lifting spirits and putting smiles on faces that are hidden behind masks. I want you to have a good day today. Holding a handful of homemade happiness. And I just want somebody's day to be better. Catherine Knight is hoping to change the world. Thank you. You're welcome. One kind word at a time. My son wrote that one. While traveling for work. Have a good day. She's handing out cards to strangers at the Houston airport. I really just want to make the world a better place. Well, you did today. (laughs) 
each with a message meant to shine a bit of light into these dark days. You have to wear a mask, so you can't see somebody's smile or if they're sad. So if you watch somebody's eyes, you can kind of determine, you know, maybe that person needs a little pick-me-up. Perhaps now more than ever. I think people need to know that um, there's still kindness in this world. But in the age of COVID... Have a nice day. Thank you. (laughs) You can't blame Heidi Botkin for being a little skeptical until the message sunk in. Thank you. I'm super stressed out when I get the three kids by myself. So, yeah, that was it was a nice little pick-me-up. This random act of kindness project started three years ago. Catherine and her son Parker write uplifting messages for people they've never met and may never see again. More than 25,000 so far, including one for pilot Michael Jones. It helped, you know. I think everybody's having their own personal struggles right now. At a time when we have to stay apart, a small reminder, we're all still in this together. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Washington. Yes, we are. Thank you, Chris. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, fighting food insecurity during the COVID crisis. A father and son team up to feed families in need. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. Nora O'Donnell will be right back here tomorrow. I'm Chip Reed in Washington. Happy Labor Day and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.